violence becomes more powerful than justice, and fear becomes more powerful than hope, and all the meanings have changed, and the hero will emerge. Bust, we have Notorious 187 Homicide. D, thank you so much for talking to us. I appreciate your, you taking your time out to to talk about Bloodsport. Oh, thank you for having me for your show, man. I need this free time, so thank you so much. No problem, no problem. I, I, actually, speaking of free time, I wanted to, uh, my first question I want to ask you is, how, what have you been doing during this whole time, during this pandemic, COVID? Well, what's life been like for, for, for D? It, it's been crazy. So it's, it's been uh, in and out. I mean, take care of the family, take care of my business, especially when it comes to the financial part of the family. But uh, so far, so good. Hopefully, you know, after the election in the United States, and when it you know, goes well, all this nonsense got to stop because <laughs> it's, it's becoming crazy right now. Like, I see, like, like, a lot of people are angry. Think about is a hoax, but you got some people thinks they believe it. It just it's just crazy in my point, man. Shit needs to stop. We need to go back to our lives. Okay, yeah, and um, yeah, who, 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 hopefully, I don't know. I'm worried that even after the election, things are gonna just still be all fucked up. To tell you the truth, I know you're <laughs> right, man. Like I really don't know, I, man. I don't even know what president I'm gonna vote for because no matter what, we're gonna lose. I just hope everybody be prepared for anything, you know. You gotta prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of preparing for the worst, I hope that your opponent, uh, Tom Lawler, is preparing for the worst uh, with, with your match against him, because I know you're gonna bring it to him with this this uh, with a hard hitting match. Can you just let's talk about that match uh, that you have coming up with Bloodsport? Uh, how did you get involved with Bloodsport, and how do you feel being part of uh, the organization? Well, it's kind of funny because back in the days, and I was involved with Game Changer Wrestling. I was a coach for their school, it's called The Compound. And a lot of people don't know that I could do stuff like jiu-jitsu, catch wrestling. Catch wrestling, I love catch wrestling. Everyone thinks like I'm a brawler, I'm a hardcore wrestler, but my love is catch wrestling. So be part of blood sport, man. It's an honor to be part of this group, be part of this this great style of catch wrestling, hard-headed, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to bring it. I got so much respect for Tom Lola. I know the way he plays his game. I've seen this game before. I know he trains a lot. He trains hard. But I'm not a sucker. You know, I'm one of those OGs in the game. I know what I can handle myself. And it's going to be a great fight. Oh, yeah. So how do you prepare for a guy like Tom Waller? Uh, do you, is you, so you just, you told us that you train in, you know, catch wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Do you do any extra, do you add anything extra to what you're doing? You just uh, kind of just do business as usual. Well, some real shit, you know, in wrestling, you know, I got to play the character, you know, homicide, gangster. I got, all I do is smoke bloods and drink 40s and watch porn. Get out of here with that, man. On some real shit, like, my thing is that I love to train. Of course, I'm getting old for this game. I'm 43 years old, but I still got it. I do military workouts, man. I get the sandbag, sandbag with military stuff. I watch a lot of uh, Josh Barnett, Minoru Suzuki. 
a lot of old school uh, pride, old school MMA kind of stylish, you know. Um, and my my trend is confidence, man. I gotta have confidence. I mean, if you go out there and you think you're gonna fail, you're gonna lose, man. So I'm going out there with the biggest confidence. My, I, I'm a small guy, man. A lot of people call me up the Joe Pesci of pro wrestling, but my heart is bigger than Andre the Giant, so I'm good. Uh, so yeah. I, just talk about, uh, so you uh, like to watch Pride and uh, Minoru Suzuki. One of our uh, listeners, uh, he's been asking all the people we've been interviewing uh, uh, for Bloodsport ha- if they've been watching any Volkan. Are you familiar with Volkan uh, from uh, Rings? And uh, I think he did some, I think he did Pride, right, Christian? Did he do Volkan? Did Volkan do Pride? Um, I don't think he did Pride. I think he did. Fighting Network, Rings, and Pancrase. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Pancrase, I was about to say that, yeah, I just recently saw watching because I feel like Miru Suzuki is my animal spirit, like, he's my idol when it comes to, like, fighting styles and everything. Um, I've been watching him all over Japan. Of course, a lot of guys from the UFC competition, but a lot of people don't consider UFC, like, the top brand or whatever you want to call it. But they got so many guys that I got so much respect for. Like Danny Comrie, like he's an amateur wrestler, a great uh, NCAA wrestler. So he's a great fighter. There's a lot of cats out there that I really love. But Pride, like I just start watching it like the end of the era of Pride. But back in the days, uh, like I just recently watched uh, uh, What's the Big Hype by Sakuraba. Defeated the Gracies, mm-hmm. and I just learned like if he gave his back, it's a wrap. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, the Gracies, like the Gracies to me is like the Wu Tang Clan of hip hop. You know, that's the way they are. But <laughs> Sakuraba came along and said, "Give me your back," and boom, Keylock, it's all over. I'm like, wow, that guy's no joke. Or uh, breaking, uh, breaking their arms like he did to uh, Henzo. Uh, when uh, he, he actually, if you, I don't know if you saw that match where he uh, did the that arm lock to uh, Henzo and then broke his arm yes. because because Henzo wouldn't tap out. Actually, uh, me and my boy we we bet it and say that he did broke his arm, and I think thank you for <laughs> saying that he did because I was telling my boy I think he broke his arm because he didn't want to tap out, and my boy was telling me like Nah, he didn't tap out. I, yeah, he did. He did. He didn't want. To he don't want to, to lose the, uh, the fight. Mm-hmm. And he did tap out, so that was great. Mm-hmm. So uh, with uh, Tom R, how do you expect this match to go? Again, the guy, he also has a big MMA background. Do you see yourself wanting to keep it striking? Do you want to, do you want to take it to the ground and, and just beat him to a pulp? Do you want to, do you want to take a limb home? How do you, how do you foresee this, your match going with uh, Tom Waller? Well, I'm all around. I could do every style. I could do anything. You know, it depends on my opponent. If you want to go to the ground, then I will compete the man and go to the ground, submissions. If you want to go brawling, I go brawling. If you want to go technical, pro wrestling, I do anything. Tom Lola, like I said, I respect Tom Lola. I know his game. I see his fights. I see his wrestling matches for MLW. Uh, and I like the way he looks, man. He looks like a crazy guy. He go to a bar and drink some beer. You know, but other than that, the guy is no joke. Like, I'm not going out there and sleep with him. You know, mm. I'm going out there to, to win this fight. You know, this is my first blood sport uh, matchup. And it's like I said, it's a very honor to be part of this because I always want to be part of something like this. And now I'm in. And, of course, it's not New York City where I'm from. But Indianapolis, hey, why not? And especially 
Josh Barnett is the host of this game, so I'm very excited for this. I know, you know, I know that uh, Bloodsport has done shows, not in New York, but they've done them in New Jersey, Atlantic City, and then they came for WrestleMania. Uh, I forgot where it was um, in New Jersey, but it, it was pretty close to New York. Uh, well, yes, yeah, actually, they did blood sports shows in the New Orleans area and in the tri-state area where you're both located. Yeah, yeah. If they ever come back to the tri-state area, um, I'm, I'm guessing you uh, is, you want to come back for a blood sports show, you know, New Jersey, New York? Uh, Absolutely. And, uh, I would love to come. I mean, I missed out in New Orleans. I had the flu, and I missed that out. But man, they come to the Northeast. I'd be happy to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill some questions uh, to you to ask our guest. Okay, okay. I promise these will be brief, and I promise these won't be, you know, too revealing. Otherwise, you might come and get my ass. But still, the two I mean, there's a few questions I want to ask. Not a lot of time. First of all, when it comes down to how you started your career from where you, I mean, to where you basically had your peak, which was when you were in Ring of Honor and TNA. Do you think that if your career would have started differently, like if you hadn't found ZZW or if you weren't in promotions like Jersey All-Pro, which is now Game Changer Wrestling, do you think that you probably wouldn't have been in Ring of Honor or TNA? Mm, that's a great question. I'll be honest with you, I, I, believe, I don't think so, man, because I'm I'm very picky, you know, like, I like to bust my butt, you know, to be part of a, a great group. I'm a team player, you know, but the one thing I regret the most is training. I used to party a lot back in the days. If I think if I trained the way I'm training right now, it'd be, it'd be different. You know, I'd be part of the maybe a part of MA organization or maybe like even WWE or all the wrestling. But you know, I'm still young so but other than that, I think I think um being a team player, I'm very picky, man. I think it'll be a little little bit different right now. Understood, understood. Another thing I would like to ask is when it comes down to I guess, I don't want to say former tag team partners because you and Sean Hernandez were so close, but do you think that if given the chance, Sean Hernandez would have probably been like one of the top stars in the world if it not for his attitude or something? Yeah, but he would definitely be a top star. I think he should be a top star right now. I don't, I don't even know what he's doing right now. I know he's an impact. I really don't know what he's doing. Um, he should be in the main event. He should be a contender. Um, of course, a lot of people are saying that we need the original Elliot coming back. Um, I felt that I passed the torch to the new Elliot. That right now, they're all wrestling. But when it comes to Hernandez, I think he should be a contender. He should be a top guy for any promotion, especially Impact. I mean, the guy's like over six foot three and 270 pounds, so give him the ball. Why not? No, but mm-hmm. I'm not a booker, you know? I mean, not to mention that he has that physique being not only a former body shop worker, but a former arena league football player, too. I mean, the dude's been wrestling since, like, what, 99, 2000? Yeah, I mean, I that, that ain't, ain't a good move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
I've seen some stuff about him, and I think that, you know, it will probably be great for them to be a part of Bloodsport in the future if given the opportunity. Yeah, and give him a chance. I think he do so well, especially a heavyweight. That's what we need for pro wrestlers, a lot of heavyweights coming in. So it'd be great for Bloodsport. Now, the one thing I do want to ask, because I would basically ask, you know, what would you probably be doing if you weren't wrestling? You basically told us so that disqualifies me from answering that. I mean, I'm asking that. But the one thing I do want to ask is, what are your thoughts about all of these damn social media stars basically making a quick book out of combat sports saying, oh, I'm going to take one fight and, you know, just do a bunch of stupid shit later, like your KSIs and your Logan Pauls and shit. I think to me it's stupid. I mean, back in the days, we bust our ass and we pay our dues, you know, we, we, we fight to, to become a big star. But now you got these these marks out there who, who, who dissing us, who make a mockery for us in the sport that we play and make a quick buck. All you got to do is, is give people attention. You can play a stupid role and people be like, oh, look at this idiot. I want to see him get his ass kicked. But that's what they want, like Takashi 6 9 I think he's the biggest Indian of hip-hop right now. <laughs> but he's a smart businessman. The reason why, because he's doing that all attention. I, I think he's not a great lyrical person, just like these fighters. Some of these fighters, they're not a great fighter. You go out there, and they fight for like, what, like two minutes. That's it. You're not giving no any challenge. You get knocked the fuck out. And that's bad. They're dissing us, and... Nobody's not paying dues like we used to back in the days, but that's the way the, the game is, and that's the way the era is. It's different. Right now, it's about money. You know, a lot of people cheat to get money. It's almost like steroids. A lot of people in wrestling take steroids to cheat. So it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And one more thing, when it comes down to your wrestling legacy, I mean, when it's all said and done, when the smoke clears, the dust settles, and you hang up the boots, you know, what's the one thing that people hope to take away from your career? Ah, I'm very humble, man. I mean, <laughs> I never thought in my wildest mind I'd still be around. I mean, my idol is Terry Funk. A lot of people remember Terry Funk. You know, um, I think that's the way I want to go out. You know, I want, like 20 years later, everybody's like, Hey, do you remember that guy named Homicide? Yeah, I do remember him. He used to do, do this and do that. I'm not here to become a, a superstar. I'm not here to become a millionaire or be famous. I'm here to get respect. You know, and half of the world give me so much respect that I'm very humble and blessed about it. So I'm good with that. I'm very good with being respected and famous. Understood, understood. Andrew, you got any more questions? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, so I'm just I'm, I'm curious to know as as well. Um, I know that he passed away recently, and I, I I don't I didn't remember if I heard you publicly comment, but I also want to give you an opportunity to you know give like some remembrance of him. Uh, Xavier from Ring of Honor. I don't know if you uh had any interactions with him, but if you did, uh, do you have uh anything that uh you want to say about his unfortunate passing? passed away, it hurts, uh, he was a great friend, I mean, I know him for a very long time, we 
uh, we almost grew up together in the, in the Northeast in wrestling. Uh, of course, I have my own crew in the North side. He had his own crew in the South side. But the one thing that we always formed like Voltron. So that's that thing. He was so cool about that. He, he wants to help out. Um, the dude is very passionate for pro wrestling. He loved his family, his friends. And I wish that he was here because he was going to make a comeback, a great comeback. He used to call me every day and tell me about, let's do, let's go back to Ring of Honor and just, you know, do it like he used to. And, and yeah, let's do this. And when I got the phone call that he left, I was very sh- shocked and surprised about it. But the guy, man, he's a great man. He's a great man, man. One of the first major bad guys in Ring of Honor. He's definitely uh, part of history for that company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, of course, uh, both Christian and I send our condolences, uh, you know, for his pa- unfortunate passing um, that happened mm-hmm. about a month ago. Um, oh, speaking of Rest Ring of... Mm-hmm. I want to ask as well, I know that Ring of Honor was supposed to have that past versus present show. And you were supposed to be on the show against Brody King. Uh, is there any any talk about them trying to, I guess, retry that show at some point down the line and bring you back uh, for a show uh, like that? Well, I hope they're listening to this. And if they don't, let's make sure they are listening to your podcast. But they need to bring this back. They need to bring past and present. And I need that match with Brody King. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a closer for my career, and he's one of them. So if he hear this, he is part of my list. I'm not these people that write wrestlers' names in their book and make a list or whatever, but I feel like I deserve a closer in the rest of the business, and Brody King is one of them. He's part of my closer. And, of course, Ring of Honor needs, um, when I say need, I'm talking about capital letters. They need to hear this need to bring it back. And let's do this again. COVID-19 messed everything up. They messed the spotlight. Forget about COVID-19. Let's bring back the past present Ring of Honor. Everybody want to see this. I was very excited. I was trying very hard for this. And stupid COVID-19 took over. So whoever is the boss is ever in the Honor, you need to think about this. You need to bring this back. And Brody Keith, I want my match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, that match would be cool. And I know you said you're not going to pull a Cody Rhodes and write a list of wrestlers you want to face and things you want to do. But other than Brody King, what's the one match that you think of your career that people wish they could have seen? Oh, man, i got tons. Uh, Samoa Joe, Steve Carino, Carl Cabana, CM Punk, Dan O'Brien. Uh, whatever he called himself in WWE, American Dragon, um, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles. I got tons, uh, tons of matches that people be like, oh, yeah, that's right. He did wrestle those guys, you know? Like, one of my uh, moments, um, I wrestled the Dully Boys. Me and Hernandez wrestled the Dully Boys in the tournament, and we beat them. Now, Dully Boys, I consider them one of the greatest tag teams in, in history. Next to the Road Warriors, and we beat them in the tournament. Clear, 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 one, two, three. With a frog splash, we've had the Guerrero in our corner. Not only that, a Japanese legend, Lucian Thunder Liger. 
one of my biggest accomplishments in my career was him, defeating him. Terry Funk, he was one of them. But the guys I mentioned, a lot of people don't really like remember that, especially the new generation. But the old school generation, they remember the feud with me, Steve Carino, Small Joe, BJ Wilmer, uh, CM Punk, all those guys, you know, and I was just watching the matches with me and Daniel Bryan. I think that's one of the most underrated feuds we have, but nobody talks about it because everybody sees me as a brawler, and I'm okay with that. But I could do things, you know, so I'm a sleeper. A lot of people sleep on me. That's the problem, you know what I mean? But it is what it is, you know. I'm still honored to, to, to fight those guys, but I wish the fans right now see these feuds and they don't they need to go back to the youtube or whatever whatever it is go back and watch it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now come to think of it when it comes down to the present or you know the future i know that you mentioned jushin thunder Liga. i know that you mentioned Mido suzuki and kazushi sakuraba but do you think that i mean if given the opportunity you know let's just say Somebody from Pro Wrestling or somebody from New Japan Pro Wrestling, maybe Obari san you know, called you and I mean called you and said, Hey, we would like you to we would like for you to come out to Japan and work with us. Would you say that a future match with either Minoru Suzuki or Kazushi Sakuraba is probably on your bucket list? I would love to. But you just tell me, hey man, we want to boom, I'm there. I will say yes. So we could talk about financial later on, but I would definitely go over there and, man, that's a great resume. That's the way I feel. Where everybody that I work with, that's a good resume. And those guys you mentioned, that's perfect. Mero Suzuki is a must. Now, Sakuraba is a must. All those Japanese greats is a must. You know, I wish uh, Masao was alive, you know. Um, I teamed up with Kinta Kabashi. I wish that he came back for one more match. I would I love to team on him or wrestle him. But yeah, man, I would love to go back. Well, you know, they could happen in Bloodsport. That's a great thing. We see Suzuki in Bloodsport. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sakuraba. You know, when things get open up, we could so- maybe see Sakuraba in Bloodsport. So who knows? You may not even have to go to Japan to have those matches. You can maybe have them ha- have him here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, me and, me and Natty Kingston was trying to go to old Japan when things was getting a little better with this COVID-19. But uh, like I say, COVID-19 took everybody's dreams away. So we just got to deal with it, you know, be strong and let's see what happens when everything opens up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, before we wrap up this interview with Homicide, I just want to uh, give you an opportunity to, uh, in case if Tom Waller, filthy Tom Waller, ever listens to this audio, uh, you can say anything to him or about him or about the match coming up if you have a blood sport on October 11th. The floor is yours. Yeah, man. Tom Lauder, I'm not a stucker. I'm, I'm, I'm a true shock caller in pro wrestling. Um, I'm ready. I know you're ready. And let's get down. Let's get dirty. You know, and after that, let's have some drinks. Uh, business is first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, if you have, do you, I don't know if you have a pro wrestling tease or social media or anybody else or anything else you want to plug, but you're more than welcome to go ahead uh, and give all that information out right now. 
Man, I'm the most horrible person when it comes to merchandise, making extra money, exposure. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 horrible, man. All that I can say is um, Instagram side outlaw fifty one fifty, and um, your podcast. But thank you for having me. Other than that, you know. You don't have a pro wrestling tease or anything, or any uh, anything like that? Because I feel like every wrestler has a pro wrestling tease uh, site. I don't because I'm horrible. That's what that is. Like, <laughs> I'm one of those, like, fine, fuck this shit, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people, man, but I, I, I promote my kids. I call them, you know, students, you know. You can check out Eddie Kingston, proud and powerful, only wrestling. Check out their merchandise. Because if I if I if I expose their merchandise, they're gonna give me a cut. So I'm going with that. Okay. You know? Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, and uh, do you have any other bookings coming up that you'd also like to plug as well? Um, I don't know if you're working anything else during the whole collective week, but also if you got anything else after, you can plug that as well. Um, actually, just uh, the month of October when I'm gonna take care of. Uh, my family first, I'm taking a little break. I'm supposed to retire, but I'm taking a break, you know. But October, uh, I got a plus for October 11, Game Changer Wrestling. Um, I got this thing, uh, it's called No Host Bars, um, um, Impact Temperature Wrestling. Uh, me, myself, I'm going to fight John Murdoch, and um, that's it, you know. I'm, after that, I'm taking a break, and I'm going to come back with a different look and a different attitude. Okay, and Christian, where can people see Bloodsport uh, next month? They can check out Bloodsport on my TV. It's going to be a part of the collective, baby. It's going to be a part of Game Changer Wrestling's The Collective. And it will take place on October 13th, right? No, October 11th. October 11th. October 11th. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. October 13th is Tuesday. What the fuck am I thinking? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, y'all can check. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't smoke any weed, nor do I drink any alcohol. I'm straight up, straight edge, man. But still, <laughs> y'all can check out Josh Barnett's blood sport on October 11th from the Marion County Fairgrounds in Indianapolis, Indiana. It'll be available as part of the collective from Game Changer Wrestling on Fight TV, and it'll take place at 8 Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Y'all can check oh. out Tom. Y'all can check out the Notorious 187 versus Filthy. No, damn it. Y'all can check out the Notorious 187 Homicide versus Filthy Tom Lawler on that show, and I guarantee you, with a card that's crazy, like like super lit, like a flame. Y'all not gonna be disappointed. And uh, with that, outside, uh, we thank you so much for talking to us, uh, taking your time out. Uh, I know you, we talked off air. You got some things going on. We still appreciate you taking the time out and wish the best for you, uh, for your family. And we're looking forward to you bring uh, some kick-ass, uh, some kick-ass to uh, Bloodsport with your match. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. Good luck with your future. And I hope you see us soon. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Alright, bro. Y'all be good. Great. Come on.